Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Astronomy Daily Podcast for the 1st of September 2023. My name is Tim Gibbs, and I will be your host for today's episode. Now, as usual, I have my digital AI assistant, Hallie, here in the studio with me. Now, Hallie, have you got any interesting stories for us this week? I do indeed, Tim. One of them is a biggie, so hold on to your hat. Ooh, intriguing. So, back to you, Hallie, for your stories of the week. A rare blue supermoon, the closest full moon of the year, dazzled stargazers Wednesday night. Saturn joined the celestial spectacle, visible alongside the moon, at least where skies were clear. It was the second full moon of August, thus the blue label. And it was unusually close to Earth, therefore a supermoon. The moon appeared to be bigger and brighter than usual, given its close proximity to Earth, just 222,043 miles, 357,344 kilometers, or so. The August 1st supermoon was more than 100 miles, 160 kilometers, farther away. If you missed it, it will be a long wait, the next blue supermoon isn't until 2037. But another regular supermoon is on the horizon at the end of September, the last one of the year. Isaac Newton described his theory of gravity as a force that acts instantaneously across space. A planet immediately senses the effects of another astronomical object, regardless of the separation between them. This aspect inspired Einstein to create the renowned theory of general relativity, where gravity becomes a local deformation of spacetime. The principle of locality states that an object is directly influenced only by its surrounding environment. Distant objects cannot communicate instantaneously, only what is here right now matters. However, in the past century, with the birth and development of quantum mechanics, physicists discovered that non-local phenomena not only exist but are fundamental to understanding the nature of reality. Now, a new study from CISA Escuela Internacional Superior de Studi Avanzati, recently published in the Astrophysical Journal, suggests that dark matter, one of the most mysterious components of the universe, interacts with gravity in a non-local way. According to the authors, Ph.D., students Francesco Benetti and Giovanni Gondolfi, along with their supervisor Andrea Lappi, this discovery could provide a fresh perspective on the still unclear nature of dark matter. Dark matter is a fundamental component of nature, it is responsible for the formation of the structures we observe in the universe today and surrounds luminous matter in galaxies, contributing to the motion of the stars we see in the sky. However, the nature of dark matter, especially its interaction with gravity in smaller galaxies, remains mysterious. In recent decades, the scientific community has made great efforts to understand these enigmatic phenomena, but many questions remain unanswered. To explore the nature of dark matter and its interaction with gravity, a new approach may be necessary, explain the authors of the study. The new research from CISA has precisely explored this intriguing path. The study proposes a new model of non-local interaction between the dark matter of a galaxy and gravity. It's as if all the matter in the universe tells the dark matter in a galaxy how to move, state the authors. To model this non-locality, fractional calculus has been employed, a mathematical tool first developed in the 17th century and recently found applications in various areas of physics. The power of this calculus had never been tested in astrophysics before. We wondered if fractional calculus could be the key to understanding the mysterious nature of dark matter and its interaction with gravity, and surprisingly, 
Experimental results on thousands of galaxies of different types have shown that the new model more accurately describes the motion of stars compared to the standard theory of gravity, explain the authors. This non-locality appears to emerge as a collective behavior of dark matter's particles within a confined system, proving particularly relevant in small-sized galaxies. A thorough understanding of this phenomenon could bring us closer what dark matter really is. Now back to you, Tim. The Astronomy Daily Podcast. Now, <clears throat> I saw uh, a headline uh, the other day, and it was Why Star Wars Needs Its Own Answer to Star Trek Lower Decks. Star Trek's animated sitcom has brought comedy to the final frontier. Surely it's time that the galaxy far, far away followed suit. Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks are both unmistakably Star Trek, even though they hail from very different corners of the final frontier. The former plots a similar course to Gene Roddenberry's original series, a live-action TV show set on the flagship of the Federation, crewed with familiar characters and steeped in canon. Lower Decks, meanwhile, goes where no Trek has gone before. Yes, the animated series has taken Kirk, Spock and the rest of the original crew into the second dimension back in the 1970s. But the veteran fran franchise has never previously set its phases so bluntantly to fun. The comedy show setting is also far from traditional, seeing as the USS Cerritos is in the second division of star ships, crewed by officers unlikely to trouble even the footnotes of Federation history. Yet, when the two shows collided in Those Old Scientists, the latest episode of Strange New Worlds, they were able to coexist organically, more comic than your average SNW story and more serious than the standard LD outing. The crossover ensured that Ensign's Bohmler and Mana never seemed out of place alongside Spock, Pike and Uhura, not beyond the usual fish-out-of-water time travel gags anyway. That's largely because Lower Decks has never lost sight of the fact that it's first and foremost a Star Trek show. It is an animated workplace sitcom that just happens to be set in the 24th century that Jean-Luc Picard calls home. This is a show that laughs with the franchise's long-established tropes rather than at them, and with the show's fourth season heading for Earth later this year on September the 7th, 2023, it's a formula that has a, pro that has a proven track record. It leaves you wondering why Star Wars is yet to make a genuine comedy of its own, with well, exception of James Bond, that's been such a gift for comedy writers as Star Wars. Beyond the all-out goose, Spaceballs, Family Guy, etc., etc., George Lucas's galaxy far, far away has provided rich pickings for everything from the Big Bang Theory and Friends to Robot Chicken, a large chunk of Kevin Smith's filmography, and bad lip-breeding videos about the relative merits of sticks and bacon. But beyond the numerous Lego Star Wars-themed spin-offs, an Aardman's Wonderful Visions episode, I Am Your Mother, Lucasfilm have traditionally been reluctant to play Star Wars for fun, as they're happier to let other people write the gags and make the funny for themselves. So, 
I ask myself, isn't it time we had Star Wars funnies? Let me know what you think. In a cosmos rich with planets beyond our solar system, a majority tread astonishingly close to their stars, but NASA's exoplanet hunting satellite has no sp spotted a world with one of the longest known periods, meaning it strays farther from its star, adding to a just a handful of such long-distance planets. The newly found gas giant called TOI-4660C is about the size of Saturn, resides in a star system about 815 light-years from Earth, and orbits its star every 482.82 days or 16 months. Among the 2,000 or so worlds detected by NASA's TESS, Transiting Exoplanet Survey Satellite, TOI-466C is special for two reasons. Not only does, does it have the longest year, but at a frigid minus 110 degrees Fahrenheit, that's minus 78 degrees Celsius, the newly found world is also one of the coldest among those spotted by TESS. Astronomers are particularly excited about this discovery because based on what we know about the exoplanets we've found so far, nothing really looks like our solar system. Ismael Morelis, a graduate student from the University of New Mexico and lead author of the new study, said in a statement, so we want to find out how these different types of systems formed and migrated. Now, Hallie, have you got a terrible joke for us this week? As we talking sci-fi this week, here are a couple for you. Why did the Borg go to therapy? Because they had too many assimilation issues. Why did Anakin Skywalker cross the road? To get to the dark side. <laughs> That's truly terrible, Hallie. But thank you very much indeed. That's it for this week, folks. Don't forget you can join the conversation on our Facebook page, Space Nuts podcast group and you can get all of our current and previous episodes at spacenuts.io and bytes.com you can catch steve on monday for a full episode and myself on friday for a good for a full episode thanks for listening this week thanks everybody and goodbye see you next time on astronomy daily podcast say goodbye hallie goodbye hallie thanks for listening everybody and see you next time on the astronomy daily podcast Execute your audio. The Astronomy Daily Podcast.